Since 2012, American Field has been the go-to resource for brands big and small to connect with consumers across the country. In 2020, we took to the airwaves, connecting you to makers and doers from wherever you're listening. I'm Lucas Fitz from Small Hand, inviting you to join me in learning the stories behind my favorite brands in the AF network, from the mouths of bright entrepreneurs from coast to coast. Welcome to AF Fireside. Hey there, welcome back to AF Fireside. Uh, I haven't, I think I've spoken about this about the, on the podcast before, but I have this tradition every time that I go to one of those AF, one of the AF pop-up markets for a weekend, I always have to bring some kind of jewelry home for my girlfriend. And this uh, this last show that we did in Brooklyn before Christmas m- may have been top tier, her favorite pick. And I'm really excited to have uh, the founder of that brand, Carlisle Clay, on the podcast today. Brianna Shaw, welcome to AF Fireside. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so glad your girlfriend enjoyed her jewelry. It was like one of those things that the the first week was like five out of seven days was was wearing a little. little wow. That's a <laughs> Love win. To hear that. That's a win. We're, we're outfit repeaters in this family, but still, it, it's high praise. Very, very cool. So can you give a you know, 30,000 foot high overview of, of what the brand is and and a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. So I'm Brianna Shaw. I'm born and raised in Raleigh, North Carolina. Run my business out of Raleigh, North Carolina as well. Um, I make travel inspired pieces that spark joy and inspire confidence. Um, I started right before the pandemic. Um, I'm a nanny when I'm not doing uh, Carlisle Clay business things. Very cool. (laughs) So in doing that, um, we were making a lot of just crafts and things. And I always have loved jewelry, always loved earrings. Um, I grew up with my grandmother who wore loads and loads of jewelry. So that's kind of in my blood at this point. Totally. So uh, going to work as a nanny and the little girl at work says, can you make me some earrings? And I said, you know, I think I can. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so I started playing around with polymer clay and kind of the rest is history. It's so funny. When, I mean, when you say started playing around with clay, I think about the last time that I played around with clay, which wasn't as a child, but I was definitely with children, I would assume. Yeah. I don't think it would be something I would do on, on my own. But um, it's not it's not like for it being like a fun activity. It's not easy to do like what you what you do. I could not do. <laughs> I could, yeah, well, could let not. me tell you. Yeah, the first ones were really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess really, that's really kind of that's kind of how it happens. Yeah. Very cool. Do you um, get in? I mean, the, the product that you had on display at the show were all very fun, whimsical. Do you get inspiration from this other part of your life working with so, kids? Yeah. So, yeah, um, a little backstory about um, kind of my insp- inspiration for the brand. Totally. Um, I've moved around a lot. And uh, so when I moved back from Washington State right before the pandemic, um, cool. it was March of 2019. Um, when I took on this nanny job um, and all that I just uh, discussed about, I was kind of playing around with just in my mind, like the concept of what it means to be at home in a place, because leaving Washington, I felt like I, I really felt at home there, um, but I'm returning to my parents' house, which is obviously home as well. So I'm kind of playing with that idea in my mind. Um, and also my mom grew up here in Raleigh um, and just kind of walking the same streets that she walked in. Um, going back to her old neighborhoods and my spare time and stuff like that, her um, favorite place to live in Raleigh was Carlisle Street. So that's where the name comes from. Cool. Very cool. But um, going into the pandemic, it was just a time for everybody. I think that was just very difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so to I have remember. an outlet. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to have an outlet, a creative outlet um, was a big deal to me. And so I draw a lot of inspiration from places that I've um, lived or visited and just really felt at home. And what I realized um, from moving from Washington was that um, there, um, I won't get into why I moved and all that, but um, there the, the population in the town that I was in was mostly, I mean, 95% Hispanic, which was really cool, yeah. but it also made me stand out not, a lot. Not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So I moved to a really small town called Brewster. Um, I have, actually have a Brewster earring as well on my, cool. on my site. But Brewster is a very, very small town. It's a very agricultural um, based place where most of our apples come from is that part of Washington. So um, a lot of contract workers from Mexico, just a lot of Hispanic people live there. Sure. So I really stuck out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everybody in the town knew who I was. So sure. that was cool, but it also brought challenges. And so it brought me to thinking, you know, who am I and what, what do I represent and how can I feel confident about who I am in this new space. And so the same thing happened when I moved back home. While this is home, things have changed and I'm still faced with how can I feel confident in this new area of my life. And so also with going into the pandemic, I think a lot of people are in that mindset where they're stepping into new spaces and maybe a new job or just a new set of circumstances. And and that thought may come across their mind. How can I be confident in this new space? And so that's my hope with, the people who buy and wear my earrings is that this can help them to feel confident in a, in a new role. Very cool. I love it. I love all that. That's awesome. <laughs> Did you always have like an entrepreneurial flair? I guess let me ask you this. Do you identify as an entrepreneur? I do now. It's, it's a weird thing, you know, it's, yeah, it is, it's, that same, it? <laughs> <laughs> it's that same kind of change instead of circumstances where you're like, okay, this is cool. This is new. Like I'm excited about it. But when it comes to like labeling yourself something new, it's always a very strange thing, you know? So I yeah. do identify as an entrepreneur, but I feel like a, this may be the case for a lot of people where it's like, I, that's that's me, but I don't necessarily know all the way what I'm doing either. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's know, like, I I, I've, got, I've gotten that to my standard. I'm not sure if I've met your standard yet. It might mean something different yeah. to me than it means to you. <laughs> right, right. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I definitely identify as an entrepreneur, but also as an artist as well. Yeah, so, that's a very interesting dichotomy. Yeah. Um, how how do you define being an entrepreneur then? Um, that's an interesting, interesting question. I feel like an entrepreneur is someone who has either come up with a product or an idea that they hope to share with the world, but that also is going to bring in some income, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the, ba- the, the basic idea, I think, that I have of, of being an entrepreneur, but it definitely... Um, is a creative role too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It, one thing I think to add, to adapt, to adapt the definition there, we're going to hybridize them. There's there, and I, this is following a conversation that I had on another episode fairly recently. There's always that degree of problem solving oh, that, sure. that like it, it begins and it ends. There's like a great, a great freedom in knowing it begins and ends with you. Um, yeah. There's also a great pressure in, you know, it all, it all comes back to one place. Um, What have you had to overcome in in the time that, that you've been doing this project? Um, Since I started during the, or like right before the pandemic, um, I didn't know a whole lot of people who were doing what I was doing. Um, And I'm grateful for social media for that. Um, But also I think 
it has been an interesting thing too because a lot more people because of the exposure a lot more people have um tried polymer clay totally. and making earrings and making various things so while sure. that's a great thing there's also kind of the supply chain thing that is <laughs> happening with a lot of people right. so yes. it's Heard a thing too. yeah yeah <laughs> so it's a thing where you can't get the clay that you need <laughs> mm. sure you know so that's been a major challenge with um having a product that you make you need certain um materials and when you can't get those materials it becomes very difficult to make the things you'd like to make so totally that's been a big challenge um and then just social media in general i'm usually a very quiet person <laughs> very reserved okay. person so um having to put my art out there initially was a big um fear of mine and a big challenge but once i got over that there's, I'm the face of the brand, you know? And so people want to see who's making their products and what the story is and, and things like that. So um, putting myself out there, I think was a big challenge in the beginning. Um, but I mean, there are ongoing challenges as well. I mean, taxes sure. are not fun. <laughs> you know? yeah, we're not going there yet. It's still yeah. January. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, talking about kind of the, the getting, the getting over it part, and you say that, uh, in retrospect, like, yeah, you know, I just got over it, but I know that's, that's not easy. It couldn't have been yeah. easy. Do you have any advice for people that might kind of be in, in that position now? Yeah. Uh, my advice would be just do it. Like, yeah. don't be afraid. Just do it. Don't think about that is, that it. That is don't the advice. <laughs> just do it. Um, I think for me, I had a, I had a push. I had a major push. My stepmom um, was watching me make everything um, over probably a six to eight month period where I hadn't even done an Instagram yet. I hadn't showed anyone anything that I had made yet. And she was like, you got to get this out here. Yeah. You got to put it out there. So she did it for me in the beginning. Oh, wow. She posted the <laughs> pictures that I, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> that I took and I didn't necessarily like it at the time. And it wasn't the, the aesthetic that I was going for, but she gave me that push to just do it. So that would be my advice um, to just, just put it out there. And I think I was on a live the other day with a, another local maker here who makes candles. And she was just talking about the fear that a lot of entrepreneurs have um, with going into a new year and maybe trying different things or new products within your um, company and, or just being on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Um, she said, no one, no one cares what, what your fears are. She's like, I mean this in the best way, but no one cares. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. I mean, you think Don't about that, however much time I might put into putting a post out in the world, or you might put it out into putting yeah. it into the post. That's like, you are spending the amount of time cumulatively that the audience is going to spend. <laughs> Not like the <laughs> amount of thought that you're putting in probably equals to all the thought that everyone else is putting in for better or worse, right? right. But I think, yeah, I mean, that's just, just kind of how it is. You just got to get the bird out of the nest sometimes. It can be yep. really hard to... Uh, can really be it can be really hard like you said to get it right the first time yeah exactly but that's that's one of the i think the cool things about social media is that like while you and i view uh, you know our individual page as um a timeline yeah we you don't know where someone else is coming in and where they've started and what they've seen and it's like yeah say the same thing twice you know, different, but, but the yeah. same, you can repeat your, you can repeat yourself or you can improve yeah. or nobody, nobody knows it. You know, you don't know what, what point in the journey somebody comes in. So exactly. you just want to make sure that you have something for everybody when they do choose to show up. Right. Exactly. 
Very cool. So you mentioned uh, another another local maker that you did uh, a live stream with locally. Uh, I have flown out of Raleigh, maybe it's air, airport. Yeah. Is there an airport? There? A very small it's airport, small, right? Yeah. Okay. I think <laughs> I have taken small. a connecting flight there, um, but is a part of the world that I'm pretty ignorant about. So I would love to hear uh, a little bit about kind of the area that you grew up in and how that's maybe yeah. how that's inspired your work. For sure. So Raleigh is a great place. It is growing very rapidly, like mm -hmm. crazy rapidly. <laughs> um, but it's a beautiful place. It's very green. Um, the people here definitely um, live up to the stereotype of, of Southern people, Southern charm and, and okay. Southern hospitality. So they're very, very friendly, very nice. It's nothing for you to be in the store and someone just stops you and starts a conversation. So hmm. I love that about, wow. about Raleigh. It's um, very different than New England. To, yeah. <laughs> very different. <laughs> definitely, definitely very different than anywhere else yeah. I've lived. Um, but yeah, it's a great place to raise a family. Schools here are very good. Um, parks are great. There's a lot of outdoor activities um, to enjoy. And markets here are booming. There's a market probably during market season. There's a market probably every weekend. Cool. So um, it's a very community based environment, which I really, really love. Um, so kind of where I grew up was a very, um, it's kind of what I was saying earlier, actually, where I went to high school, I was, um, very different than a lot of my classmates visually, sure. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm in honors classes and I'm one of maybe two people of color in, in my classes. And so I think that's something that's, um, stuck with me, uh, for better or for worse <laughs> throughout the years. And it definitely inspires, um, what I was saying earlier about feeling your best and putting your best foot, foot forward. Um, but also we have a lot of schools here, a lot of students mm -hmm. um, in the area. So one of the streets here, Hillsborough Street, has a lot of roundabouts. Like the whole street is oh. pretty much roundabouts. So okay. I don't know how that works, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. Very strange. I don't know who came up with that, why they came up with it, but um, I had- That does sound like New England, that we do have a lot of roundabouts? Uh, ro rotaries, we call them up here. Yeah. Rotaries. I oh, yeah. That that's a, that sounds very, very classy. <laughs> it's a public domain. You're welcome to use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I had an earring um, that I made maybe a year ago called Hillsborough Street and had a lot of um, circular uh, patterns and shapes and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll use streets or street names or just the feeling of an, of an area in town to inspire um, some of the shapes and patterns and stuff of, of my jewelry. Very cool. Very, very cool. How do you go about communicating uh, all the thought that goes into the story behind the piece to uh, the customer that maybe, you know, at a market is like, oh, earrings. Nice. These are beautiful. How, yeah. how do you how do you communicate that? Um, so that's still something that's a work in progress. I mean, at the yeah. markets, it's a little bit easier because um, a lot of people will ask, you know, how do you come up with? They're always very amazed, which is sure. touching to me, but also yeah, like cool. kind of nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, I mean, that's um, the great thing about the, about getting yeah. to shop in person that you just don't feel when you buy online. Yeah, yeah. So it's more difficult online, definitely. But at markets, I, I try to um, convey whatever whatever story um, is behind whichever piece they're they're looking at or. Um, I have an entire collection um, based on Florence, um, Italy. Oh, cool. um, so the top tier of one of my displays is all the Florence collection. So it's easy for me to just say this top tier is, um, you know, Florence inspired and we get mm -hmm. to talking about travel and whatever. So um, it's much easier there. But on my website, I try to, if there's a story behind the particular earring, 
Um, I tried to put it in the description of the cool listing just so that people are aware, but usually people are like, oh, that's cool, yeah. but this is beautiful. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, and that can be a nice thing to know after the fact too. Yeah. You know, that's like, maybe doesn't necessarily, uh, it could, but doesn't necessarily inspire a purchase, but might inspire yeah. uh greater respect and appreciation for the product later on. So it's good that that, that information is there and that like sp- speaks to the dichotomy of artists and entrepreneur, right? It's yeah. like you have this artistic story to tell or product to show and you have to find the most efficient way to show it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard language, hard language to, to get to speak in. It is. It is. I think in making too, it is, it's been, that's been an area of difficulty, not huge difficulty, but just um, something to wrap my head around, I guess, because sure. there's things that maybe as an artist you want to make and you enjoy mm-hmm. making, but then there are things that sell better, oh, <laughs> you know? That's just so the that's, way it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's been <laughs> yep. very interesting. The things that yep. necessarily, that I don't necessarily love making are the things that sell more and don't necessarily have a story. So sure. but for me, it's 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 cool either way. People yeah. love what they're, um, how they look in them and they love the way they look and how they feel in them. So that's the important thing for me. Yeah, absolutely. Do you see, um, do you see the brand growing in directions outside of jewelry or outside of kind of where, where you are right now? Yeah. So I have a lot of hopes and dreams and aspirations (laughs) for the brand. Um, actually this weekend I will be, um, not getting started, but like continuing to learn about um concrete so i am i have a lot of i know it's totally random yeah again not what i thought was coming (laughs) out of that yeah (laughs) so i'm going more into home decor um Mm. so i have made in the past some wall hangings out of clay which i've done really well they're a little bit more time consuming so i don't make as many Um, but i wanted to venture into the home decor side um because i believe kind of the same things with um the way that we decorate ourselves i think is very important into how we feel into entering into the world. But I think too, the same can be said for how you view your, your home. And if you wouldn't invite people in, you know, within reason with COVID. Yeah. um, I would would argue even more so maybe. Exactly. Yeah. When you invite people in your home, you want to feel like it's a space that you love. And so I wanted to. Or even if it's just me, I mean, this this goes back to this idea of home. It's got to be a place that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so I'm going to start making more um, home decor items. And so I have a lot of molds for um, cement and also for plaster and uh, jessamonite, which is um, basically plaster, but it's really hard to get here. So that's another okay. challenge. Cool. <laughs> but probably I have on a, a dock somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a lot of um, concrete and plaster sitting in my garage wow. right now that I'm going to play with this weekend. Okay. Um, trying to get the recipe right. I've, I've tried it before, but we're gonna try it again <laughs> very cool so i was gonna ask thing. if that if that changes your needs in terms of space yeah so presently i'm still in my parents house um i didn't move because of the pandemic it was easier For to sure. just be all together um so right now my i'm sitting in my studio it's my bedroom yeah. <laughs> Going not a bedroom. place that i would think you'd be pouring concrete which is no, why i asked no, no, yeah so we have a garage i will be putting a tarp down and nice. covering all the surfaces and and making the best use of the space i have um, sounds like a good day yeah so uh in the future i definitely like to have a dedicated studio space that i can mm-hmm. you know just try everything i want to try um i'd love to do pottery as well ceramics Um, that's been a dream of mine since I was a kid. So Mm -hmm. I'd love to venture into that. Um, but I'd also like to do a men's line, um, with cufflinks and, um, 
what are they called? Tie pins or tie bars um, and maybe some bracelets as well. Um, So that's something I'm experimenting with as well. So lots of ideas, lots of. Yeah, for sure. uh, It's, it is crazy when you have a list like that, how quickly the year goes by. Exactly. <laughs> How many things you can realistically fit? There is it's it's more than just it's more than just putting something up on the site, and that's yeah. uh, something I just hope to bring more attention to with, the, with this podcast. It's, it's just it's just for especially for a one person operation. Right. It is not a, a small workload to get one to add a, a, even one product. Yeah, it's it's major for sure, especially when I'm not full time with my business right sure. now here. So. Time is wow. very limited and I want to do make the best use of my time and, and get the best product out there to my totally. customers as well. So definitely, definitely a huge undertaking, but it's fun. Yeah. Hey, but all, all sounds like all the ducks are in a row. Yeah. Or at least bit. they're, they're, they're getting there. They're there. They're, they're getting very there. Cool. They're, they're somewhere. They're on the page. That, you know what? We'll take that. Very yeah. cool. Well, where's the best place for people to keep in touch, learn more about the brand and, and see what you've got going on in the coming months. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. It's carlisle.clay, C-A-R-L-I-S-L-E.clay. Um, and then my website is carlisleclay.co. And then I am also on TikTok. I don't do too much on TikTok, but yeah. we're there. Okay, <laughs> cool. And it's the same name, Carlisle Clay. So. Dope. Awesome. Well, I encourage people to keep in touch. Take a look on the website. Um, a lot of cool stuff. It, it was a much-loved Christmas present this year. So... I pass on that recommendation for others. Uh, look, it's, it's not hard. It's not hard to get good presents. You just got to go to these kind of markets. That's hey, like, here it is. that's the there sweet it spot. Is. It is. Awesome. <laughs> Brianna, thank you so much for your time today. It was great to catch up. Uh, and I hope you stay well through the rest of the year. Thank you. You as well. Awesome. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm Lucas Fitz, and this is AF Fireside. To learn more about all the brands featured on the podcast, check out fireside.shopaf.co. And don't forget to subscribe to us on your streaming platform of choice. Thanks for listening.